What is going on, Cheat Code Sports Fantasy Football Podcast listeners? You got K-Love, you got Stevie P. We are coming at you with our Monday podcast. What's going on, Steve? What's going on, Kev? What's going on, everybody? What's up, everyone? So uh, today we're going to get into uh, the games from week five. It's free week five, right? Week, week five, five. Go through all the games. Um, break down some of these players, some stuff that you're you're agreeing with or or you know buying for the for going forward, or some stuff you might be selling going forward. Think that uh, you know this is a once in a once a season kind of uh, breakout game for these guys. So you know we'll get into these things really quick, and we're going to start it off with the Rams and Seahawks because we really didn't get in the Thursday night game at all. So we'll start with that. So Steve, Robert Woods. You buying Robert Woods as a viable fantasy option for the rest of the season, or do you think that they just made it a, you know, made it part of their game plan to get him extremely involved in this game? No, I, I definitely think this is a going forward type of thing. Robert Woods should be very good this year. And I mean, I think more than anything, the game last week when they played the Cardinals, the Cardinals took away uh, Cooper Cup. And when they did that, they did not use Robert Woods correctly because Robert Woods is the clear and evident number two best, not even best wide receiver, best player on this team. Mm -hmm. You know, he's the, he's the second best player on this team. So, and, and honestly, I think it's very close between him and Cooper cup. I think they're both very, very good wide receivers. So, you know, I think if you're going to take Cooper cup, then uh, try to take him away. Then you need to, implement Robert Woods as uh, you know the guy that you're going to start hitting because then you force teams to have to cover both guys right you can't just eliminate one guy you have to cover both of them and I think that's what Sean McVay realized and decided in this game like hey listen if you're going to try to take away Cooper Cup I'm going to hit Robert Woods a lot and if you're going to try to wait, take Robert Woods away I'm going to hit Cooper Cup a lot like it needs to be a you know a situation and if you watch that was a hell of a catch by the way oh my god yeah that was a hell of a catch by the way <laughs> uh uh michael Pittman jr just made an incredible catch o over a defender's back but um you know if you are going to do that and you're going to take one of those guys away you need to be able to be like hey listen i'm gonna hurt you with this guy i mean he's my second best player i'm gonna hurt you with this guy and eventually you're gonna it's gonna get to the point where you can't cover both guys, which we saw at the end of that game, because in the first half, Cooper Cup wasn't really doing anything. Cooper and and, and Robert Woods was going off, and then at the end of the game, Cooper Cup started going off too, because they started worrying about Robert Woods. So now you're gonna have teams thinking, shit, if Robert Woods can do this, 14 targets, 12 catches, 150 yards, you know, he doesn't get in the box. But hey, if he can do that, then you know, hey, maybe we need to rethink this whole take away Cooper cup thing because we can't guard Robert Woods one-on-one. -on -one. And uh, I, I like that they did that. And I really like, you know, I like the way this offense is starting to look. Yep. All right. From uh, you want to get to the Rams side, you stay on the Rams side or you want to go to the Seahawks? All right. Uh, I'll stay on the Rams. So okay. is Darrell Henderson a legit top 15 running back rest of season? <clears throat> top 15 i don't want to i don't want to attach him to top 15 but i will say top 20 um but yes i, I think he's a legit rb2 guaranteed um i don't think you can um you know look at the way he's touching the ball you know 17 carries um he did have one more catch um, and, you know, so he's getting, he had, you know, 18 touches in the game. You know, most of the time you get a running back touching the ball 18 times, especially in this day and age, like they're, they're at the very least an RB two. um, with the way they're throwing the ball. Obviously, I don't, I think it's going to be tough for him to reach RB one status. Um, but you know, he's definitely an RB two conversation top 20 for me guaranteed. Yeah. I, and I like what I've seen him. I, I wasn't the biggest Daryl Henderson fan you know, the last couple of years, but I really like what I've seen out of him so far this year. Yeah. And I am going to say, I do not believe he will be a top 15 guy, but I do agree with you. I think he, if he stays healthy, uh, he will be a top 20 to 22 guy. And my main reasoning behind that is because I don't think he can stay healthy. Like if you just watch the way he runs, yeah. he runs very physical and he is not a big dude. Like he runs Chris Carson type physical at a hundred at 205 pounds, which you know, it just that doesn't. You know, if you remember guys like uh, 
Steve Slayton and guys like that that tried to be a little more physical uh, than their frames allow, they just get hurt a lot. And, you know, it, it happened to it happened. It's happened to a lot of, you know, running backs in the league that, you know, play more physical than their stature will allow. So I would like Darrell to, you know, try to be more shifty and not take the big hits that he takes. I love that, you know, the way he tries to be a thumper. But sometimes you just got to realize, like, hey, I'm going up against Bobby Wagner. Let me not try to lower my head and run this guy over because Bobby Wagner's 250. And there was a couple of times that he, he tried to do that to Bobby. And Bobby was like, hey, bro, like, I'm here, son. Let's relax. Let's not let's mm-hmm. don't try to run me over. I'm going to hurt you. And, you know, he did leave a little hobbled once or twice in that game getting getting thumped. But he came back and played the rest of the game. So. You know, I, I like him. I just feel like they need to get in his ear about his physical running style. Yep. All right, so moving on to the Seahawks. Will Geno Smith be a viable starting option while Russ is out? Ah, man, I'm going to say yes. And I'm going and, and to caveat this by saying I think anybody – with the weapons that this Seahawks team has can be viable. Now, do I think he's going to be good is a different question. Uh, in a two QB league, I would play Geno Smith, right? I think Geno Smith oh, has, absolutely. yeah, I think Geno Smith has the upside of being very good, right? Just because of the weapons that are on this team. You I was going to say, do you remember Geno Smith playing with weapons that he's had right now? No, he's never never had weapons, period. Yeah. He was with the Jets and they were, you know, okay. his best weapon <laughs> was uh, Robbie. And and Robbie, I, you know what I mean? I just, I, I'm not the biggest Robbie fan. So I, I'm not going to go ahead and say, say any, go any further than that. I just, I, I just don't think Robbie's all that great. But Geno has weapons now. You know, and the one thing that I, I like about the Seahawks team is, you know, I, I know they were missing Chris Carson this week, but they do have the ability to run. I mean, we saw that with Alex Collins. I mean, he wasn't great this week, but, you know, the Rams are a really tough team to, to run against. So, you know, I like that they have Alex Collins. You know, DJ Dallas is another guy that I think is, is exciting with the ball in his hands. Again, he played the Rams this week. He didn't really do much. Um, but I think that they have enough weapons on this team, even if Chris Carson is out for, let's say, another week that, you know, Geno can put up solid fantasy numbers and be a guy that you either spot start in a good matchup or, you know, play in a two QB league. Super flex. All right. You got one for me for uh, the Seahawks? I sure damn do. Alex Collins. Is Alex Collins a weekly flex play? I'm not the biggest fan in the world from uh, I liked what I saw in his first game. And I know the Rams defense is obviously, you know, one of the top notch, especially against the run. But um, who was it? uh, You know, you saw Connor and and Chase Edmonds run through them last week. Mm -hmm. Um, This week, you know, Collins just really was not able to get anything going. Um I just really wasn't as impressed, and we know you know Collins' history is not necessarily the best running back. I think what he have did he have that uh, stretch? What was he in Baltimore? Yes, that where he was like a like a star. Like he might have been like a back end RB two for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like five years ago at this point. Like I don't know. I'm just if I got to rely on Alex Collins. To me, I I'd much rather have options other places, especially since we're looking. We look at PPR leagues and Alex Collins. What do you have? Two catches, twenty five yards. That's not terrible, but you know I don't think they're you know they were using Travis Homer a lot in the second half during on passing down. So to me, I'd much rather uh, I'd much rather uh, go in a different direction if I could. Yeah, I, you know I'm not gonna say an every week flex play. But in the right matchups, I do with think bye weeks. Can, yeah, I de- yeah, in bye with weeks. weeks coming up probably, and on top. But it depends. I mean, is Carson going to be back? How much? How what are the touches going to look like when Carson gets back and healthy? I don't know. Uh, we'll have to see. Yeah, I and I like I told you guys to pick him up last week, and the reason I was saying that is because even if Carson was going to miss this game, I still think you know they want Carson to be healthy all season long because they need him to be healthy all season long. 
So I, I do think this is going to be a timeshare. You know what I mean? Maybe a, a, a 55, you know, 40. You know, I'm not going to say 45 because, you know, they are going to give DJ Dallas some carries and they are going to give Travis Homer some work. So, you know, I think it could be a 55, you know, 35, 40, you know, split between those two guys. And, you know, just to keep Carson healthy. So if that's the case, you know, I do think – on certain weeks, he's going to be viable. And while Chris Carson's out, he's, you know, a guy that I would probably put in my flex. Yep. All right, let's move to our next game. Jets and Falcons. Yep. Moving on to the Jets and Falcons. So. I actually have mine ready to go. Yeah, go ahead. I already know what it is. Yeah, is Matt Ryan a top, I'm going to say top 14, top 14 quarterback moving forward? Oh, I'm going to say, I don't want to say yes. And it's hard for me to say yes because of what we've seen from quarterbacks this year. Quarterbacks have just, to me, been on fire. Uh, But I would say, I have to say yes. I mean, you got to figure like, you know, Russ is not being there. I would I would probably have Matt Ryan over Geno. You know what I mean. So that eliminates one person that I would have over top of him. Um, you know, some of the other guys that you know Tannehill hasn't been, you know, hasn't been very good. So some of the other guys that you've been seeing are drafted higher. Um, obviously with Drip Low. Uh, yeah, I'll say I'll say he's probably number fourteen, right around there. Like I mean, you know. He's just passing the ball so much. If he's throwing the ball this much, it's almost impossible. And this this game, he had 342 yards and two touchdowns, and did not have Calvin Ridley. I know it's the Jets, but there was no his best receiver wasn't there. Russell Gage wasn't there either. Like, a man was missing his two top receivers and still threw for 342 yards because they threw the ball th- 45 times. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say yes. I, and I love what Cordell Paris at Patterson is giving him out of the backfield in the receiving game. It's just you talk about a dude that's just literally, um, you know, startable option every week. Like, I, is Cordell Patterson? That'll be mine. Is Cordell Patterson a you know top fifteen running back rest of season mm. in PPR? I don't know about top fifteen. I would say like top. I would say top 20. I think because there is going to be games where he is not, you know, there's definitely going to be games where he doesn't have the games that he has. I mean, he's been scoring a lot of touchdowns. Like, he has been a lot of touchdowns. You know I mean? He didn't score a touchdown this week, but he did have nine targets, caught seven of them. And he had, you know, I don't think there's going to be very many weeks where he sees 14 carries. Um, But with that said, honestly, like – I think he is such a big part of this offense that I could definitely see him in the top 18, but just because of pure, just because of pure, I think, I just don't think that he is going to be consistent. I mean, and he's been very consistent, which is crazy, but I just don't see how he can continue to be as consistent as he's been. But like I said, guys, like he is an every week flex play to me. Definitely 100%. And if he gives you RB2 numbers rest of season, then you hit a home run on the waiver wire and that's awesome. Barring injury, I don't think there's a I don't think there's a chance he doesn't give you RB2 numbers for the rest of the season. Barring injury. I mean, the dude's the number 3 running back in fantasy. So even yeah. if you took away, you know, two or three of his touchdowns like He's still definitely an RB two. I mean, you take away twenty one fantasy points from him, you know, he's still at nineteen. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, I think it's undoubtedly um, the fact that he. I think he's undoubtedly an RB two for the rest of the year. I think he can definitely finish top fifteen. Yep, uh, yep, that definitely could happen. All right, so real quick about Matt Ryan, I just want to say, uh. The last week when we talked, Kev, I was kind of saying how I was worried about the way that they let Matt Ryan throw the ball. Because the year before, he had been throwing the ball basically 45-plus a week. And now, I think in the past two games, both victories, by the way, win Mm -hmm. both of the last two games, I feel like 
they finally figured out, like, I feel like this coaching regime has finally figured out, like, hey, for us to win, we have to let Matt Ryan throw the ball, period. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if that is going to be the case moving forward, yes, I, I do think Matt Ryan could be a top 14, 15 quarterback rest of season. And, and you know, he's going to give you QB one weeks just like he did this week. I mean, he's a QB one this week. He's a top 12 guy. Um, so my question going to the Jets is, is Michael Carter a top 30 fantasy running back rest of season? Or is there or is this just going to be a committee all, all year long? No, I think eventually he's going to – they're going to start leaning on him a little bit more as the season progresses because, um, you know, maybe the next week or two you might want to hold off. But I just think that if you watch, I think he's clear that he's the best running back on the team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Straight, yeah, definitely. Plain, that. Like, and with that being the case, like I don't think they can – go forward not giving this guy at least the experience just because you want this guy going you know going into the next few years to be able to have the experience being a workhorse back if you want to try and give him that that kind of workload now obviously you know he's not the size he he wasn't even that in college so they may want to bring in another back that they're going to you know probably go one two with anyway but you still should be able to lean on this guy heavily if he's going to be an uh, uh, you know an NFL running back like that. And you know he was what a third round pick like that's that's where you get workhorse backs. You get guys like that in the third round. So to me, you know I, I think they're going to want to see what they have in the guy. He's clearly their best option at, at the running back position. So I think eventually he will be uh, he will be a startable option at, at running back. Yeah, I agree. I, I think Michael Carter is starting. You know, he really was the number one guy in, in, in the game this week. It, it just the, the Falcons got out to a lead and they started having to throw a lot. Um, and, you know, it got to the point where it was just like, you know what? Like, we got to start throwing. Like, we're not in this game. We got to start throwing. And, you know, even Michael Carter, you know, he caught three passes on three targets in this game for 20 yards. I think, I think as the season progresses, he could be used more in that capacity. Um, so I could see three to five targets starting to come with, you know, 10 to 15 carries a game and him being close to, you know, a 15 to 18 touchback per week, uh, as this season progresses. And, you know, he's going to be the guy on the jets that I want, but we just don't know how good this jets offense is going to be rest of the season. All right. So mine is going to be, is any New York jets receiver a, in a viable starting option on a weekly basis? All right, so I am going to say yes, and I'm going to say that I would love to say it's Corey Davis, but I just don't think that's the case. I think it's Jamison Crowder, and I'll tell you, and I'll tell you why. So, watching that game, I realized Corey Davis made some really nice catches in that game. But the guy that the team relies on to get first downs and move the chains is Jamison Crowder. So for me, I think as football starts to slow down for Zach Wilson, because it's clear and evident that it has not done that for him yet, he is it, the game is too fast for him right now. Like, and I know a lot of people say that, and they're like, "Oh yeah, well, blah 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 blah." Like, you can clearly see that the game is a little bit too fast for him right now. He he is. He is making – he's starting – and it's funny because in the beginning of – in the first half, if you watch that game, he was all over the place. It was just like moving too quickly for him. He was trying to do too many things. And then in the second half, it became a completely different game. You could see it clearly started to slow down for him, and he started to see guys open, and he started making some throws like in the end of the third, beginning of the fourth quarter. So as that, I think, happens this season, you know, I think that the guy that is going to be – hey, I don't have this, but I have this, you know what I mean, is going to be Jamison Crowder. And I think Jamison Crowder could be, you know, I know he missed the first couple games of the season, but it would not surprise me if he was close to 80 wow. catches. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Uh, that was a horrible turnover in the red zone. Uh, but, you know. Um, oh, he taking it to the house. He took it to the house. He housed it, bro. He housed that thing. Yep, he housed that thing. And I don't, I, see, this is, oh, he's down. Ooh, his knee was down before the ball started. Uh, Leonard's down. Leonard or, or Jackson? No, Jackson. I think Jackson. Oh, okay. uh, maybe not. Nope. 
Ah, oh, man, they started falling out of his hand before. Uh, it's falling out right there. Yep. No, it's a fumble. He started losing the ball before his knee came down. Uh huh. Yeah. Damn. Um. But yeah, I, you know, I just think looking at it, I think Jamison Crowder could be the guy that gets the, you know, most targets, most receptions, and I can't count on, you know, a bunch of touchdowns for Corey Davis to make him the number one guy that I'm going to start every single week. So there it is. All right. So let's move forward to the Packers and Bengals. Yes, sir. All right. What Packers a game this was. Yeah. That was a hell of a game. Yes, it was. Uh, if anybody, if any kicker had like a real leg, uh, it'd be, <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, Mason Crosby shock, bro. He looks completely shell. He was like the first kick. You could clearly see he tried to blame it on the holder, but then the other two kicks, they, they, they you couldn't, he couldn't say nothing. He, he just missed. All right, so from the Packers' side, uh, this one's actually tough because it was kind of just like the guys that, you know, the guys that did what they do, did what they do. Uh, I guess you can say, you know, is is AJ Dillon a, a potential flex play once buy start creeping in? I'm gonna say no. Um, so either, but yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna say no. Things. I just I, okay. So this is kind of what I, my thoughts and feelings uh, about this this game were. Um, AJ Dillon was basically getting the same work he's been getting. Mm-hmm. Um, and the running game was working against. He just caught passes. That's all. Yeah, and he had four catches for forty nine yards and a touchdown. You know, without that, he still was getting the same amount of work. And honestly, I think the reason he got that work was because, you know, Aaron Jones for some reason like they refused to give Aaron Jones more than twenty touches in a game, like at all. Period. Like it never happens. So I think he was creeping close to that, and they decided, all right, we're going to start, you know, using AJ in the in the passing game, and it was working. And so they, you know, he caught a twenty-four yard touchdown. So I think his second catch was a twenty-four yard touchdown. So, you know, they were just like, eh, we're just going to use him there. So, you know, on a weekly basis, you can't start this guy. But like you said, for bye weeks, if he's my best option, the waiver wire is slim in 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 eighty percent of leagues. Like, there's nobody to pick up. So. Maybe even ninety percent of leagues. So you know, I would start him in my my bye week if I had to, but I'm not excited to start him. All right, all right. So yes, I actually do. All right, so this is actually. I guess I'll just combine all the wide receivers from the Packers. Right? Is there a Packers wide receiver that you would start even on a bye week? No. <laughs> Devontae Adams. No. Yeah, I think no. I agree with you. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think there's one. Just, I mean, you look at the tar. Look at look at their targets. I mean, nobody's getting the ball thrown to them outside of Adams. You know what I mean? The, the you know Jones Jones and Dylan had nine targets between them, but Cobb gets three. Uh, Mercedes Lewis gets two targets in this game. Tanyan gets two targets. Yeah, you know I mean, like uh, Lazar gets two targets. Like, nah, I mean, you can't start anybody. Uh, the thing that's so funny too, because like he banged the table to get Randall Cobb there. Like he really did. Like he banged the table hard to get him there, right? And to get him there, and like the funny thing to me is Randall Cobb doesn't look bad when he's thrown to. Like he's getting open, and even when he's not, when he was covered on that last play, on that last play that got him in the field goal range where he ran across the middle, you know, he, he uh, ran that, you know, cutter across the middle and caught that pass. The dude hit him as he was catching it, and he still pulled it in. So to me, like you fought to get this guy on the team. Why isn't this guy getting, you know, five targets a game? Like I, I don't. I don't really understand it. And I get it. Devontae Adams is a, you know, I think Devontae Adams would get 16 targets every single week. So, you know, I get that. But, you know, if you throw the ball, you know, as many times as Aaron Rodgers basically throws the ball per game, which is about 32 to 35 passes a game, if you're giving 15 to Devontae Adams, don't you need to give like five or six to Randall Cobb? Like, isn't he your second best receiving option other than, you know, Aaron Jones? Like, I, I just don't understand it. I, it really doesn't make any sense, but I agree with you. I don't think there is another another guy on this team I would play. All right. So moving on to Cincinnati side. Uh, 
So they call on the field stand. I got to mute it. Yeah, 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 they called it. It's a touchdown. Okay. Yep. So, moving on to the Cincinnati side. This one isn't really crazily fantasy related, but is Jamar Chase going to break in Brandy Moss's like rookie receiving records? <laughs> um, I I really want Touchdown? to say yes. I no, nah, because I don't think he gets seventeen. Now, I you know I think how he many is. Randy had at sixteen in his rookie yes, year. He had seventeen. It was actually funny. So. This is actually a funny stat, and I'll, I'll always remember this because it was like one of my first years, uh, really like paying attention to football. Do you remember that him and, um, oh my God, Fred Taylor, both had seventeen touchdowns, and it was both their rookie seasons. They both scored seventeen touchdowns in their rookie season. It was Randy Moss and Fred Fred Taylor's first season in the league and both of them score 15 touchdowns he did it for the jacksonville jaguars and randy did it for the minnesota vikings it's kind of crazy but yeah both scored 17 touchdowns kind of crazy when you think about it how good those two guys were um but i don't think he is going to break 17 touchdowns uh but i think he probably gets it to like 13 uh receiving yardage wise I think he's going to be damn close to breaking to be to you know to breaking um what's his name's record uh Justin Jefferson's record because if you look he's right on pace man he's right on pace to do it and he seems to be able to catch a 50 yard bomb every week it's starting to become an every week thing uh, mm-hmm. you know, obviously that's not going to be an every week thing and it's going to slow down, but if he can have a couple of more games at 150 yards this year, he might do it. So I'm going to say no, because I just think that's a very hard record to break. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's got the best, you know, he's got the best pairing at quarterback that I think he could have possibly had to do it. So, you know, I think he's gonna be damn close, but I'm going to say no. All right. You got a Bengals one for me. Yes. Rest of season. Okay. Rest of season. Is T. Higgins a top 24 wide receiver? <sighs> yes. I'm going to still say yes. He got seven targets in the game. I know he wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't like they were stretching the field crazy with him because obviously the deep threat is Chase there. Um, And it's going to be difficult with Chase getting 10 targets, but I still think this team throws the ball enough where he is going to get a ton of, um, you know, a ton of targets. And it might, if anything, it seems like these two guys being on being back hurts Tyler Boyd because Boyd wasn't really getting the kind of work that he usually gets. But, um, you know, typically, you know, for me, I, I just think that Higgins is too talented. You look still look what he did last year. Um, he came back from the injury. This is the first game back. You know, I, I still think this team just with the way they pass the ball. Joe Burrow looks like a very, very good up and coming quarterback. You know, I, I do. I think that T Higgins is going to finish uh, for the rest of the season. will definitely finish as a wide receiver, too. I actually disagree. I just I. I seeing how good chase has been and seeing how good this Bengals defense has been. I don't think they need him to be a top, a top guy. I think they have the deep threat in chase and he's been getting open over the middle and playing way better than any of us anticipated just because of all what we were hearing in training camp. And I thought chase was going to be great. I just thought it would take him time to to develop into that. I thought it would be like a five week five six seven thing where he started to become the guy that we saw in college i did not expect week one him to start to come out the gate playing the way he has played and he's been awesome you know what i mean he's been very very good so because of that i think it does hurt t higgins and tyler boyd because of how good this defense has played so i think the defense has been playing good enough that you know, it, it it is limiting the way Joe Burrow throws, and they're not going to play the Packers every single week. And even even though they played the Packers, you would think Joe Burrow, you know, if you, you would have told me last year Joe Burrow was playing the Packers this week, I would have told you without a question 
He was throwing 50 passes this week. No question about it. My man is throwing 50 passes against one of the top offenses in the league. No problem. No, no, not even a second thought. No Jari Alexander, no too. No Jari Alexander, <laughs> exactly. I, I would have said he's definitely throwing 50. And he only threw 38, which to me is a little bit worrisome because, you know, I really, you know, last year I would have really thought, like, hey, this is this is definitely happening, right? And, you know, it, it, it worries me a little bit about the rest of these pass catchers, especially because we got to remember Joe Mixon didn't really play a whole lot in this game. You know what I mean? Joe Mixon only really only had – what did Joe Mixon have for carry wise? I want to say Joe Mixon had ten carries. Yeah, ten carries, um, and he has basically been eighteen, nineteen uh, all season long at least. So you know, uh, I I have a I have a worry about this rest of this passing game. But let's go to the next game. All right, next game: Lions and Vikings. Ooh, I got my two already. If you if you want me to want me to throw them out there, go ahead. All right, so we'll start with the Lions. My my two. And it's not fantasy related. I just want to bring it up because I think I, I really okay. I like the way the Lions look, so I'll do a fantasy. I, I really one. do too. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to so talk I about. I said it. this before the season, if you recall. Like yeah. Dan Campbell is just a football guy. Like you, yeah. he's, he just yep. he's a football guy. Uh, he, he's he's a motivator, leader of men type. Like I yep. I do. I really like what the Lions did. I think that was a great hire, and you can see it in their team. Like yes. They're, they don't have the most talent, but they're all playing hard as hell to try and get wins. Hell yeah. So I, I, this is mine real quick. So um, do the Lions win two games? It was yeah. my first one. I think they do two. I think they win three. I, I think they win three or four games this year. I really do. I, I Because this team is fighting like hell to win games. And I think eventually they're, they're going to figure they it out and they're going to the do it. Next time they play them. I think so too. All right. So my second one was – is DeAndre Siff a top 12 PPR running back rest of season? I, PPR? PPR running back. Yes. I think so, too. I, th- uh, I think he might. The amount of love he's getting in the passing game. It, yes. sucks that, it sucks that, you know, this dude would be a top. This dude could literally be a top five running back if they would hand him the football. Yep. I mean, they're just, you know, it's literally split. Jamal Williams is getting more carries than him almost weekly. Mm-hmm. But the team winds up going down, and when they go down, DeAndre Swift is their passing downs back, and the dude's just getting targeted out of the backfield like crazy. So yeah, I, I just I think that in PPR, this dude's definitely a top twelve running back. I'm I was you know I was excited about him coming into the year. The groin injury kind of had everybody a little bit put on pause, but when I you know I took this guy in two two of my money leagues in the fourth round, and it's paying off big time. Yeah, I I love this kid. I I, I mean like. Just watching him play, I think he is clearly, clearly, clearly way better than Jamal Williams. Oh, and I yeah. think the team has finally figured that out. You know, this is the first week where Jamal Williams really only got two two targets. I mean, there's they basically have been pretty, pretty fucking even in targets per game, on a per-game basis. Mm-hmm. And I think this week they finally figured out, like, hey, Swift is so much better in the passing game, and we're going to start using him much more in the passing game. Um, so, yeah. Those those are my two. All right, is T.J. Hawkinson a top five receipt, uh, tight end rest of season? No, no. He's just, <laughs> and I hate to say they it, feed on him as yeah. their number one target. Yeah, and so it's just opening things up for all the other players, and unfortunately, it just doesn't look like T.J.'s able to do much. Yeah, I I just think team all. Every NFL team is going to try to take him away, and there's he's going to have big weeks. He's going to have weeks where he, you know, like week one and you know week two, he had a really good week too. Yep. You know, he's going to have those weeks, but you, to me, you need to be consistent. You need to be consistently targeted at least seven, seven times in the, you know, six to seven times in the at the tight end position to be a guy that is a top five tight end in fantasy football. Cause if you look in the past years, every single one of the top five guys, I think other than Robert Tunyon in the past, like 10 years have all had, you know, a hundred and I think it's like a hundred, the numbers a hundred and or 105 targets in a season. And uh, TJ is just shy of that right now in, in targets per game. So, you know, maybe he gets there or maybe he doesn't, but, I don't like the teams are completely taking him away. They are they are literally just completely taking him away. 
And uh, that's a problem. So, no, I don't think he finishes as a top five guy. I think he finishes top seven, but I don't know about top five. All right. So let's move on to the Vikings. You got one Vikings? Hell, yeah. Is Kirk Cousins a top 12 fantasy quarterback rest of season? Actually, I can give you two if you want both of them. Uh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. You can give me the. You can get both of them. All right. And um, at, is Adam Thielen a top eighteen wide receiver rest of season? Adam Thielen, I would still say yes. Um, they didn't have many red zone opportunities, which is where Thielen's going to get most of his his love at. Um, but I still think Thielen's going to score a ton of touchdowns, and you know that's going to ultimately catapult him into the top. I think what seventeen you said. Mm-hmm. Um. Kirk Cousins, is he a top 12, you're asking? Yep. Um, I'm going to say no. Okay. I'm going to say that I think he winds up being just outside the top 12. So it'll probably be right in the Matt Ryan area. Um, you know, he you got to rem- no, He is number 12 uh, as of right now. That's why I was asking because he is the number 12 fantasy quarterback. Yeah. You got to remember, he's also, you know, Cook's not there with Cook not being, and they, you know, Madison did run the ball 25 times, but Cook not being there, you know, they're going to want to run the ball a little bit more than they have been to start the season. This was this was a different game than they've played. Typically, they have been, um, you know, they have been throwing the football a little bit more this year than they have in, you know, recent years, but. As the season goes on, gets a little colder. You go into different, different, uh, you know, outdoor facilities. I think they're going to start running the football a little bit more, and I think it's going to hurt Cousins. Um, you know where he's wind up, where he winds up finishing. Yep, I I agree. I think he just fin- I think he finishes just outside because he has some tough matchups. He started the season very good, but to finish the season, he has some pretty tough matchups. So I'm going to say you know he just finishes outside. Mm-hmm. So. Next game, Broncos and Steelers. Oh, yeah. So I – okay. So I have two for the Steelers. And okay. I got two for the Broncos. All right. So there we go. So I have the – my two for the Steelers is uh, – so Najee Harris right now is is RB4. After this week, he'll probably be RB3, it looks like. Uh, Yeah, I think. RB3, does he finish as a top five fantasy wide or running back all season? And my second one is, with Juju being hurt, and we don't know the extent because I was looking at it. He's today. out for the year. He's out for the year. Okay, Yeah, good. he's out for the year. He had season-ending shoulder surgery. Oh, man. All right, so with Juju being hurt, is Chase Claypool a top 24 wide receiver? Um, top 24, um, I'm going to say no, only because I think Johnson is going to still be the more heavily targeted player. And I still don't believe Ben is good, you know, just because Ben had a good game does not mean I think that Ben is going to be able to consistently stretch the field on a weekly basis. I think that hurts Claypool more than more than it does Johnson. I think Johnson is, you know, the guy that can get open quick, get those short targets. You know, Claypool's going to be have his weeks like this, 5 for 130 and a touchdown. He's going to have his weeks like this, but ultimately, you know, I think that you know, they might be few and far between and then, you know, as for Najee Harris, yes. I think that he can't because, you know, the crazy part is with Harris is this game, he runs the ball 23 times, 122 yards, gets in a touchdown. They were winning this whole game. Yep. If they're losing this whole game, the dude's going to see 10 targets. Yep. So ultimately, he's getting his scoring one way or the other. And that's why I think, you know, he's definitely going to fit. I, I don't want to say it's a guarantee that he's top five, but he's definitely top seven or eight you know, for me, 100%. And I think ultimately he will wind up finishing top five. If I, if I had to, if I had to place by a bet on it right now, I would say, yes, he would finish top five just yeah. because of his workload. And I said that coming into the year, his workload, he may not always have the best games because of, 
you know, the Steelers line, but his workload is going to carry him because he's going to touch the ball 20 to 30 times, regardless of whether he's running or catching the ball. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree on both. I, I, I think Cortland Sutton, I mean, Cortland Sutton, I think Chase Claypool, um, I think he has the ability, but I just don't trust Ben Roethlisberger. So I think he'll be just outside the top 24. Um, and Najee Harris, I think will actually, I think he finishes exactly where I said five. I think he finishes it at five and it's because like what Kev said, I think he, you know, in game scripts where they're going to be winning, he's going to run the ball a shit ton. And in game scripts, they're going to be losing. He's going to get a bunch of dump off passes. So I just don't see how he gets you a, you know, less than double digit point game. And to me, the top five guys are all guys that are never going to give you a less than double digit type game. Um, and I, you know, he, I, even if he has a bad game, I just don't see how he gets you less than double digits, which as much as he's catching the ball and as much as they're letting him run. Um, and so is if you're not getting a double digit type game or less than a double digit type game from a guy, they have a, a chance to be a top five running back. So I'm going to go with that. All right. So I got two for the Denver Broncos, but before I get into my Broncos, I'll just say this. The Baltimore Ravens need to trade for Marlon Mack because yeah. Marlon Mack actually looks like he can still run the football better than anybody on the Ravens roster. So s- somebody needs to trade for Marlon Mack and get him out of there. If, if I that's love really- Marlon Mack, just by the like, way. I mean, just, you know, my man had an Achilles injury. Usually it's hard to bounce back, but the, the couple runs that I've seen from him in the night, man, he looks very shifty, still looks like he's able to pay- be patient and find a hole and hit it. So, yeah, I, like I said, I, somebody needs to trade for him. But my two for the Broncos, number one, I'm almost guaranteed I know your answer to this, is Cortland Sutton a top 15 wide receiver rest of the season? Yep, I think so. I, knew, <laughs> I, could yep, have, I, I think see, so. I disagree only because you know why. Yeah. You don't have Jerry Judy right now. Yes. Those targets are going to go down a lot when Jerry Judy comes back, and I think that's what, to me, hurts. I think that's going to hurt him. See, but this is the thing. Like, I, Okay, so Tim Patrick had nine, nine targets yeah. in this game. Like. For me, I think, and if you look at no one of the receiver had more than four. Noah Fan yeah. had four, right? So I just think instead of it being Tim Patrick, it's Cortland Sutton. You know what I mean? Uh, or Jerry Judy. Or Jerry Judy. Like, I think you can alternate between these guys getting, one of them's going to get double digits. Very, very good possibility. Exactly. One of them's going to get double digits one week, and then the other guy will be close to eight or nine. I mean, eight, nine. And then the next week, the other guy will get double digit targets, and then the other guy will be eight or nine. You know what I mean? Like, I just... Well, as much as they throw the ball, and even in this game, like Teddy Bridgewater, everybody makes it sound like Teddy Bridgewater threw the ball 80 times in this game. He really didn't. He only threw it 38 times. You know what I mean? Like, and the Steelers were winning pretty much the entire game. So, yeah, I, I do think Cortland Sutton is is a top 15 guy rest of season. Can you imagine? Can, can this team just trade for Deshaun Watson? Please? Oh, my God. That would be ridiculous. I mean, I, I, and Teddy's good. Don't get me wrong. but Yeah, I love Teddy. Deshaun Watson's just on another level. Yes. Um, all right, so and my second one is: is either one of these running backs worth a flex play? Uh, I mean, you got you know Williams had Williams had eleven touches. Yeah, he did go for eighty six yards. Um, you know, Gordon has eleven touches, and he gets forty three yards. You know, I mean, now Williams in that eighty whatever yards had a forty nine yard run. Yep. So, you know, you're not going to be able to count on that week in, week out. No. Is either one of these guys worth a flex play at all? No. I, I mean, like, on bye weeks, yes. Like, I, I've seen Javante Williams dropped in, a, like, a lot of leagues. You know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. Not in any of my money leagues, but in a lot of leagues that we're doing, like, you know, with fans or we're doing, you know, other leagues that we're in. I've seen him dropped a lot. And I don't blame you. Like, in 10-team leagues, I think he is droppable. Like, I think they're both droppable, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, so, right now, I would hold on to both of them. I'm not dropping them. But you can't really start them at this point. You know what I mean? If you have two flexes, you know, and you want to take a chance, you know, they're matchup-based flex, flex plays at this point, you know, of the season. All right. On to the next game, we have the Dolphins and the Buccaneers. I have my two. <laughs> All right. Well, so I have one Buccaneers, one Dolphins. So, okay. All right. So my one 
Dolphins is is Miles Gaskin a top twenty four player? I mean, you know, running back at the position at this point. Like, is he a a guy that you would think is definitely going to finish in the top twenty four? Yes, and you know why? Because I think after this game, you have to. Like, what can you? What? What? I don't know what the hell happened last week and why they decided not to use Miles Gaskin at all. But look at this game. And yes, I know you got blown out and the the Bucks killed you and everything like that. But look at the game. Like, he's your best player. Treat him like he's the best running back. Treat him that way, please. Yeah, I I just. I don't think they have a choice at this point. I mean, five for 25, he still averaged five on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, 10 for 74, he still catches the ball well out of the backfield. Gets two touchdowns. Like, how, like, how can you not use this guy as your number one running back? Like, I think it's bad coaching if you don't. Yeah. I, You know, I just don't know how many games are going to be getting blown out the way they got blown out by this Tennessee offense. Because... I mean, it depends on Tua. It yeah. really does because, yeah. I mean – Jacoby Brissett is just not. No, no he's, he's not, not a good answer. So like no. you, you know. Yeah, I, I'm nervous about Miles. I think Miles probably finishes in the top 30, but I don't know about the top 24, just because I don't think they're going to be getting blown out in, you know, 45-17 on a weekly basis. Because I think this defense is better than what they showed yesterday. They just they just got fucking manhandled by a, a far superior team, uh, yes. and with no answers uh, on the offensive end. And both of those touchdowns were kind of like. I don't want to say Tampa Bay being lackadaisical, but that's kind of what it was. Like they were just kind of like, eh. I think if if Tampa Bay, if that was a close game, I don't think he scores on either one of those plays because I think, you know, they they grind down a little bit harder. But both of those touchdowns were they were winning by a lot. Like they were just kind of like, eh, mm-hmm. well, he trickled out of the backfield and he ran it in for a touchdown. So it's like, I don't know. Miles Gaskins makes me very nervous. Like I, you know. I know he had the most touches on the team. He had five carries for 25 yards, and they completely got rid of the running game because they were losing by so much. Um, But like I said, I don't know how how many times they're getting boat raced, and I don't know how many times they're going to feel comfortable handling him the ball because I think if this is a close game, you know, they don't give him, you know, 15 carries. I I just don't think he's that – I don't think they think he's that kind of player. So – you know, I, I do think he'll have these kind of blow up games, but I also think he'll have, you know, games like last week where he gives you one fantasy point or, you know, a couple of fantasy points just because they would rather have other guys running the ball than Miles Gaston. I don't think they know what the fuck they want, if I'm being honest. But all right, so what's your next one? Um, mine is did the Miami Dolphins make the right selection drafting Jalen Waddle over Devontae Smith? No. Nope. <laughs> No, no, they didn't. They didn't. Shit, they should have taken. They could. There's a couple of players that they could have taken that oh, over Jalen Waddle. Like, don't get me wrong. I think Jalen Waddle could be a good wide receiver in the NFL, but he is not top six to me worthy. Like, what are you doing? Like, you could have taken. You could have taken Slater. You could have taken. You know. You could have taken any of the. You know. Uh. uh What's his name? Lions, Lions guy. Um, Penny Sewell. Penny Sewell. I mean, you could have taken either of the tackles. That would have been better. You could have taken any defensive player. You know what I mean? That was drafted real hot. Is that where they drafted six? I think it was. Yeah, I think it was six. It was five or six. I'm, yeah. Was, yeah, it was six because they yeah. they they traded with uh, uh, the Eagles. Yeah. Tra- yep. So you know, I, I just feel like. Uh, I. I feel like this Dolphins team could have gone a bunch of different directions um, than what they did because he is not the difference maker in wins and losses right now. And I don't know if you know, I don't really know if any of the guys would have been difference maker in wins and losses right now because this team just looks completely horrible. Um, but you know, I I, I think Jalen Waddle was a, a was a huge reach there at six. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Buccaneers. Yeah, so uh, my question with the Bucks is... Uh, okay, I'm just going to... I'm going to... It, so basically, this is a running back question. Because 
I do think that Ronald Jones is going to be involved at some point. They're gonna look, there's gonna be one of these retarded games like last year where he gets twenty carries and blows up, right? Mm-hmm. So is Leonard? It's basically all these running backs. If you had to roster two of these guys, obviously Leonard Fournette is one of them. Who is the other one? Um, Geo. I would still say Leonard and Geo. I agree. I really like how they use – they're really using Geo well uh, as a scat pack in the red zone, which is something I really like. That's that's a little New England style, you know, with James White. Um, stuff you saw in the Super Bowl um, when White was just crazy, the, the Super Bowl against the Falcons. Um, yeah, I, I think those two, like, I, you know, Geo's getting touchdown. This is the second straight game he's played, I think, where he's gotten that score to touchdown. Um, and Fournette, to me, like – this guy's touched. He touched the ball 16 times in this game. He touched the ball over 20 times last week. Like, yeah, I, I, you know, barring an injury, I don't know how they just go away from him because he's he's actually looked really good in this offense. I mean, everybody's in this offense has looked good. Yep, I agree. All right. Um, so I'm going to go back to basically a question that we had pre-draft. Which wide receiver do you want out of all of these wide receivers? <laughs> it's still Chris Godwin for me. I, I mean, like, it's all the most targets. Yes, you know what I mean. Like, Chris Godwin to me, I think, is the guy on this team that I just feel like in any game script can blow up. You know what I mean? He just because of just because of the position he plays. Really, like Tom has always been a guy that likes to attack the middle of the field. Uh, where other quarterbacks are scared to attack the middle of the field. And I think Chris Godwin is one of the best middle-of-the-field players in in football, period. So, you know, I just think – I think he is probably – and I really don't think it's close. I think he's just the best player, wide receiver, for the way Tom Brady plays football uh, on this team. All right. Moving on, what where are we at time wise? Uh, we're at fifty one minutes. So let's let's uh, do one more team and one. then we can wrap it up tomorrow. Okay, we'll do one more game. Yep. All right. So next game is going to be the Saints and the football team. So, uh, do you have anyone for the Saints? Yes. <laughs> All right. So. Does Alvin Kamara finish as a top five fantasy running back this year? He is not catching the ball as much as we thought or on pace to, but in this game, they were throwing the shit out of the ball to him. So does that continue? And if that does, I think it does put him in the top five, but does it continue is my question. Yes. I think it has to like. So, like, to me, I think teams like, like – and I just said this about Miles Gaskin and, you know, whatever. But I think when your offense plays the way it did or when players show that they are the reason that they are, you know, this important, I think that they need to get those guys more involved. And I think it's clear that Alvin Kamara is the reason that this team – you know, the reason that this team just exploded on offense. You know, my man had two touchdowns. He goes for 71 yards rushing, um, you know, five for 51 receiving. Like, you, it just, it, it, it's, it's clear. You know what I'm saying? It's clear. Wow. Holy shit. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that uh, Kamara should definitely be used more, and I think that's ultimately going to lead to him being um, – you know, lead to him being a top five wide running back. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, like, I know looking at what Alvin Kamara has done, right, over this season, you know, you see the game last week where he doesn't get a target, which I don't think, I don't know, I would have to look it up, but I don't think that's ever happened in his career. I don't know if he's ever had a game that he played in that he didn't get one target. So I think that's very fluky. I think that was just like a, a, like, 
maybe like Jameis just didn't see him open on plays or maybe they just used him so much in the running game they decided hey we're gonna you know not throw him the ball this week I, I don't I don't know what the game script was I don't you know I mean I don't sit in rooms and listen to you know what the fuck they think they're gonna do <laughs> on a weekly basis but you know I, I I just feel like I feel like if this team is going to win and this team is going to put up points then Alvin Kamara has to be involved in the passing game and not only does he have to be involved the fucking guy needs six to eight targets on a weekly basis period like I don't care what you put in the game script that game script has to say we are throwing the ball to Evan Kamara at least six times today. Period. Like, mm-hmm. period. So hopefully that's what continues. And if it does, then yes, he is a top five fantasy running back. But I ha- like I am a little bit nervous that that is the case because Jameis, I think on a week-to-week basis, is like bipolar. He's like a fucking bipolar kid who mm-hmm. – you know, from one week to the next, he could be like, oh, yeah, that worked last week. But this week, fuck Alvin Kamara. I'm not throwing to him at all. So, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Well, next week, they next week they're on by. The week after that, they do get Michael Thomas back or should be getting Michael Thomas back. Yeah, it hopefully. should be interesting to see how this offense works. Yep. Um, but Drew Brees did talk about this on, on Sunday Night Football before the game or during halftime, whatever. He was saying how they're constantly drilling into Winston's head to – use the check down a little bit more and rely a little bit more on the short passing game as opposed to just trying to air it out and gunsling like crazy. Cause that's nothing that's going to give you, it's going to create you some problems from time to time. So we'll have to see how this, uh, this goes for the rest of the year. Yep. All right. So moving on to the football team, Antonio Gibson, is he an RB one rest of season? I, see, I've been saying yes all year. I think if he can get into the double-digit touchdowns, then the answer is going to be yes. Uh, the problem is I don't know if he gets into the double-digit touchdowns. So I'm going to say he finishes just outside of the top 12. But with that said... You know, I like that they gave him the goal line work this this week, and they have been giving him the goal line work, but they just haven't been getting into the goal line the way they, you know, they they that we wanted, that the way we thought with Ryan Fitzpatrick this team would be scoring. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like some of the things that I've seen from this football team the past two weeks, and I think that Antonio Gibson could definitely especially if they're going to start running the ball with him the way they did this week like i think he needs to be a a 20 touch guy period like especially there's two reasons for one he has not been a 20 touch guy but one in one other game i think he was a 20 touch guy uh and that was week one every other game he's had like 16 or 17 touches so i want this guy to get 20 touches every single week and if he does i do think he can finish really really close to an rb1 and i i hope that's the case so you know i'm gonna say no he finishes just outside but you know 13 or 14 i, I don't think he's too far too far away all right you got one for the football team i do is terry mclaurin a top 15 wide receiver rest of season yes uh, this was just, I mean, I made out 11 targets in this game. Like he, you know, he just didn't catch a lot of them, but yes, any wide receiver getting 11 targets like this, um, Heineke has been hitting him consistently. He's obviously the number one target on this team. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I have no worries after just this one game from Terry McLaurin. He's been so good all year. This one just, Hey man, every, you know, wide receivers have games like this. I mean, even Adams has, has had a game where he's, you know, I think two or two weeks ago where he got like, you know, eight fantasy points or 10, you know, 10 fantasy points, you know, it's just, here's the way it is, man. Yeah, I agree. I, I think Terry McLaurin is, is, you know, I really wish he had the, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick gunslinger, you know, throwing him the ball, but you know, I, I just don't see, how a guy who's going to see, you know, basically 10 targets on a consistent basis every single week uh, is going to be, you know, 
lower than 15, 16, 17. And I think Terry McLaurin is, you know, going to finish right there, 15, 16. You know, I don't even think 17. I think 15 or 16 or maybe even better depending on, you know, if he, he can score some more touchdowns than he has in past years. All right. All right, guys, so that wraps it up for tonight. We're going to finish the rest of these games up tomorrow, hit you with the waiver wire as well. Uh, so until next time, peace out, guys. Peace.